Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. Hey everyone, something a little bit different on the Keeping Business Real podcast today. I'm really thrilled. You know what? It's exciting when people who you have met throughout your business journey do really cool things. So when this amazing woman sent me an email saying, I just wrote a book, I was like, what's the book? Let's talk about this thing. And I was tossing up whether this was going to be a small steps interview or whether this was going to be a business interview. And here's the reason why I think it's so important for us business owners, entrepreneurs to understand what we're going to be talking about today is because what I see is that we treat our business and our life like a linear thing. Like we've got to be on at the same level all the time. But yet I hear from people like, how do you show up when you're feeling like poop or what happens when like all of this starts to go crazy or I've just got no energy. I can only work at night times, but I'm crashing out or I'm getting up in the morning. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you guys know that we are the number one asset in our business. And if we don't take ourselves and our health and our well-being seriously, then we're going to be in trouble. So when I heard that the amazing Chara Carruthers wrote a book called How to Find Your Natural Rhythm and why it's vitally important that we do, I knew I needed to get her here on the podcast to talk to us and to help you work out why you go through these fluctuations and what to do when that happens. So welcome, Shara. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh, really, really good. Now, you guys, I have actually interviewed Shara before. Um, we did a Small Steps interview. You are yep. in the Small Steps membership. And it was all about Ayurveda. So we have to kind of say that now that this is an Ayurveda-based philosophy that you talk about. You are obviously now an author of a book and you do speaking around all of this stuff. And um, I'm just so keen to understand why you decided to write a book about you know, natural rhythms. And is this something that's individual? Is this seasonal? Is this like based on our cycles? Like talk to me about what is like a natural rhythm. Okay. Okay. So wait, okay. There's a couple things. <laughs> There's a couple Sorry. things in there. One no or worries. Two. We're going to like hash it all out. So you asked this question, is this individual? Is it seasonal, etc. So let me just take a couple of steps back. I won't dive too far into Ayurveda, except to say that Ayurveda, if anyone hasn't heard of this, 5,000-year-old systems of health and healing, and basically what it wants us to do is look at ourselves as whole. What we do these days in terms of everything, we compartmentalize our food, we compartmentalize our diet, our exercise, we compartmentalize our business and our home lives, but really everything that happens, everything that we do has an impact on everything else. And so at the very foundational level, Ayurveda wants us to understand and embrace that. 
Like, just get that, you know, if it's a shitty day outside, you might not be all that productive. Or if you've had a meal that isn't really feeding you properly, you might not experience that much joy or, you know, you might be getting into fights with your kids or your spouse or whatever. Like every single thing is connected. And so that, in my mind, that's like an incredibly powerful idea for everyone to really embrace. And it is both individual. In other words, we all have our different, you know, the way that we interact with the world around us is going to be different for every person. But there are a few things that impact us all in some large way. And that is why this book is about the seasons, because Ayurveda sort of kind of teaches us that just like the world around us, like the trees and the animals and the whatever, the tides and whatever, we are impacted by the seasons. We're impacted quite a bit. And if we start to really tune in to that, we'll get a sense for how we are impacted. Some people are impacted a lot and some people are impacted a little and that will all just depend on the individual. But it's important for us to kind of get it, to pay attention and to know who we are in any particular time of the year. I love this so much and I've been so drawn to Ayurveda all the time. And I think it, it, because it helped me understand my children as well. Mm. Like when you kind of really go into the different doshas and all of that sort of stuff. I looked at my children completely differently. I used to get stressed that one of them was eating this and the other one wasn't. It's like, oh, you are completely different individuals. And I am a big fan of, obviously, I think we're just these energetic beings and Mm. we have this human form in this lifetime. And to have that working as best it can to have a high frequency to, you know, literally sort of raise our vibration with the food that we eat and the thoughts that we think and all of that sort of stuff is so important. But sometimes we come against stuff and we don't really know why it is. And I would love you to just talk to that a little bit, especially, I mean, you run your own business, you help women with this stuff all the time. And sometimes like, are you literally saying that we need to look outside? the answers like what do we how do we know we're kind of in a bit of a slump and it's to do with our environment or the context or whatever or or something totally different I think what we need to do we do need to look outside firstly like what I often say to people is that who we are is a relationship between what's going on inside of us inside our minds and our bodies all those things that have been implanted and that we've and that we've um kind of grown to embrace as beliefs over the time that we've been alive. So what's going on inside of us and what goes on outside of us. And so whether that is the environment we're in, the people that we're interacting with, even our homes, like I think everybody can relate to the fact that, um, or maybe it's just like the OCD, <laughs> just the folks like me are kind of like bordering on OCD or perfectionism, where if your room is clean, you somehow there's like so much more, you have more energy, you've got more clarity, just that simple idea gives people just the tiniest taste of the impact that what's going on outside of us actually has. And so for me, a perfect example, and this is one that I always point to, and I've had lots of, as I've talked about this in various venues over the years, I've had so many people nodding their heads and, you know, people, light bulbs coming on and all sorts of stuff. I am a person, and I've kind of learned about this a little bit through Ayurveda, who I just don't operate well in the winter. (laughs) I don't operate well when it's cold. So, you know, when I say don't operate well, I just, the moods aren't great. The body isn't feeling good. 
And so there is only so much I can expect from my own productivity in that season. And so what we typically do, though, is we expect the same of ourselves from season to season, from day to day. We tweak. Even us women, we, women have an experience of cyclical living. You know, women have an experience of this monthly cycle and how it impacts the way that we feel about ourselves and how strong we feel, how clear we feel. And yet still, we set these expectations for ourselves that we should be able to push through, mm. you know, knuckle down, get it done. We end up really doing ourselves damage. I mean, we're hearing more and more about things like adrenal fatigue and, you know, and so on and so forth. And even in business, I think there's a lot when we're really pushing it instead of just tuning into what feels natural for us, you know, we end up even more confused than ever and less productive. And so, yeah, I would like to, just from my own personal experience, a lot of this is related to how we treat ourselves relative to the impacts of what's going on outside of us. In other words, living outside of our natural flow, our natural rhythm. I find this so fascinating because <laughs> I reckon you and I are opposites. Yeah. Because in like the cold. Yeah. summertime, <laughs> living in Brisbane, I would yeah. just basically be unable to function. Yeah. The humidity and the heat. Like I would just barely survive oh. three or four months of the year. Yeah. And oh. I would slow down. Yeah. I would, I would literally feel heavy. Yeah. And even though it was sunny and that bright a lot, um, <laughs> I was like, I don't operate my best in, yeah. in heat. And that's the beauty of Ayurveda because yeah. it is sort of individualized and that sort of thing. But I was wondering if there is like, just talking people through, because I know people yeah. are like, oh gosh, heading into cooler months. I've got so much planned. I've yeah. got a big launch coming up. You know, yeah. I, I can't afford to take time off. Like, what does this mean? Is she giving me permission to just sit on in my dressing gown and slippers for a few months of the year and just chill out? Is there any general rules around the seasons that kind of apply? Or if my natural like go-go is kind of you know, when it's a bit cooler or whatever, is there ways in which we can support ourselves? Because, you know, life still goes on. Our children will still yeah. do the things. Um, <laughs> so what can you kind of suggest there? We still have to live, don't we? We can't right. just like, and those times when, you know, we're not feeling it, we can't just be like, look, I'm just going to hang out in my cave for a few months and do nothing and then come out when I'm feeling great. Yeah, first and foremost, it's important for us to tune in. So just get some sense of like, and even now, like when I meet with clients and students, the first thing I ask them is, especially because we're right now in this transition of the season. So this is a perfect time. And I often recommend that people use the seasonal transition to take stock. And by take stock, I mean, tune into one, what you want to do, like, what are your plans that you've got? Two, who can you be? What I mean by that is, for me... I know that there are steps that I can take in the winter to feel good, mm -hmm. but there aren't steps that I can take in the winter to feel like it's summer. Yes. Okay. And, got it. Yeah. You know? And so what I've got to do is get real basically. And this is the thing, like we have this sense that what we can do with just what so-and-so I can do just what Lisa's good in the winter. I can be like Lisa in the winter. No, I cannot be like Lisa in the winter. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got to get clear and real about who I can be in the winter. That means for me, you know, taking a look at it. And because I can push myself to try to be powerful and crazy and super productive in the winter, but 
in order to try to get to that place, I'm likely going to do myself some damage. You know, I'm going to push myself far too far. Mm. So it starts with just tuning in. What are your best seasons and why? When do you feel so good, like your absolute best? When do you feel not that great? And then make your plans. And this is the hardest part, really. Make your plans based on that. Set your goals. I don't do um, New Year's resolutions like we'll set you know, a goal for the whole year. What I typically will do is I have an intention at the beginning of the year, but I set goals seasonally. So I know I'm going to do my best work in the spring and in the autumn and in, not necessarily in the middle of the summer, but in these times of year. So what are the things that are going to be the most challenging out of what I want to accomplish? Um, how can I fit those into my, the seasons that are really the best for me? So that's the first kind of way of looking at it. Just to get a sense for kind of who you are, that's where we always have to start. And then the second is understanding that what you need to do for those times of year when they aren't the best. So for example, we are moving here in Australia, we are moving into autumn, but then we're going to be moving into the winter, which you are all pretty clear is not my time. So what do I do? Like, how do I get out of bed and like get stuff done? Um, well, I know that the winter's cold. It can be a little bit slow. That's just the energy of the winter. It can be a little bit slow. And so even though I, I would have a tendency to want to just slow right down, I have to think about what can keep my energy up and going. So there's going to be certain types of foods that I can have that are going to do that. Um, I tend to get quite dry. And so I'm going to want to have foods that are nice and moist um, lots of good fats and good oils to kind of keep me, keep me feeling, I don't want to say full, but kind of vibrant or radiant. You know, when you dry out, you kind of draw in. The Ayurveda is all about these kinds of drawing these pictures for us that we can kind of relate to our own personal experience. So having foods that are, have got lots of healthy fats, making sure that I'm nice and moisturized, but also understanding what makes me come alive, time with friends. Normally, you could spend the winter just inside on your computer, not going out because you don't feel like it. What I do at the outset of the winter is I set up a bunch of coffee dates and lunches and events with my friends so that I can basically like slipstream off that energy to get stuff done. So it's just about building your own coping mechanisms that are based on reality, like who you really are. I love this. <laughs> and what the step one, I was feeling a lot of resistance to that. Yeah. I was feeling resistance to there being some sort of rules or yeah. things or times mm -hmm. in which I have to slow down. Like that is a big problem for so many of us, I think, yeah. where yeah. we're like, hang on. And even just the act of tuning in, I think I've gotten a lot better at it as mm -hmm. my life has slowed down a bit. But that was something that, I mean, what do you mean? tune into what um it's just another day i've just got to get this and this and this done but you know it's really interesting like uh, probably a really good example of this is just how my breakfast habits have changed over the last decade and giving ourselves permission for that to happen when i was pregnant or breastfeeding i would wake up just absolutely ravenous mm -hmm. all the time the first thing that i wanted to do was eat and then I started to just feel a little bit funny in the mornings after I ate. And so I was looking at what I was eating and trying different things and, and just thinking, oh, is there something wrong? And then I just realized when I tuned in, I actually wasn't hungry mm. at that time anymore. 
I can have a nice big lemon water and that just sort of lasts me. Yeah. It's like um, we have to give ourselves permission to jump off yeah. The and then just like pull in to the side yes. of the road and go, hang on a minute, am I on the right track here? Yes. And, and we don't give ourselves the chance to do that because we think like we've done things all this way. And what I love is that what you're suggesting is that we do this much more regularly than we maybe think to. Yes. That as the seasons change, that's a beautiful point of reflection. Like what do I need right now? What's feeling good? What needs attention? What, you know, what do I actually feel like? And also, like, I think, especially as business owners, we can be very hard on ourselves when we just don't feel like we're firing. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing from you is, especially, you know, with that tuning in, then also thinking about what makes us feel good is like, it's not going to be the case that we're going to be able to fire on all cylinders every single day in exactly the same way with exactly the same results. You yep. could continue to attempt to, yep. um, but if that's not actually working with these natural rhythms that you talked about. Last year, it was a real roller coaster year for me, lots of stuff going on. And I remember thinking, it was actually in the middle of winter where I was just like, you know, every day, what makes me feel happy? And then I just started to focus my attention on that and I started to just do things differently to what I normally would do. And for me, it absolutely involved getting out of the house, Mm. um, speaking to people in real life, not just via messages and all that sort of thing. And I would, I would ride that high. That would be enough. If I got up early, popped out, walked down to the local cafe, had a coffee there, did some work for an hour, that would take me through the whole day. I'd just feel fantastic because I just, I liked doing it. And it was only when I actually placed my attention on the question, what would make me feel happy today, (laughs) that I actually started to give myself permission to do those things. Yes. And these, oh, so good. Like these things are so incredibly important. They really are. Like I totally get that we just, as entrepreneurs, as moms, as productive people in society, have this sense that we just have to keep going Mm. at the same level. And if we're not, somehow we're failing. We're failing ourselves. We're failing our families. We're failing Mm. our communities. We're failing our clients. And there's this beautiful quote, and I don't know the exact words of it, but basically it's something like a flower doesn't bloom in every season. Mm. It doesn't blossom in every season. And seasons can really be anything, you know, I mean, obviously the, the natural seasons, but also to me, it's sort of pointing to the fact that we aren't really meant to be running on all, you know, on all cylinders all the time. And I often say to people that um, the one thing that is constant is change. We are constantly in flux. Mm. And yet we don't really give ourselves the space to do that, to really mm-hmm. be that. Like the mind doesn't give the body the permission to be constantly in flux. It's not anything that we can change. It's the reality and so that's what I really love. Um, I love that this is keeping business real because I know it's keeping life real too, but that's the reality that we have to embrace. We can lie to ourselves. We can tell ourselves anything. We can tell ourselves I can be anything. And that I believe that's true. I can be anything. I can do anything. We just have to figure out what the reality of doing that is or, or creating that. So glad we had this conversation mm. because don't you feel like sometimes 
we need common sense approaches that allow ourselves off that guilt hook that yeah. we can just keep ourselves on. And this is just like, um, so there's this thing called reality, there's this thing <laughs> called the planet, there's this thing called seasons. Like, let's just see ourselves as part of a much bigger picture here and yeah. stop trying to operate like robots yep. in a human and energetic and all the things world. So yeah. I think it's really important. I'm really, really pleased to have had this time to chat with you. I'd love you to tell people a little bit more maybe about your book yeah. and how, because I do think that once our eyes do open up to this yeah. and as much as tuning in seems like something we should all just be able to do mm. and um, <laughs> some of it, especially if Ayurveda is brand new, we need tools. We, yeah. we, need, we need tips. So I'd love you to talk a little bit more about maybe what's in your book and how it might support us. Sure. So the book is actually called Eat Like You Love Yourself. <laughs> oh. No worries. The book's called Eat Like You Love Yourself. I'm thinking, oh, I liked her title better. <laughs> what the title is in the email you were right. I've just written a book, How to Find Your Natural Rhythm and Why It's Vitally Important. I thought that was the name of the book. That's a nice one. I think that'll be the name of my next book. So yeah, it's, it's, the book is called Eat Like You Love Yourself. And it's a few hundred pages long. Um, half the book is all about Ayurveda. And by that, it's just a primer. Like, what is this about? What are the concepts? How can I apply it in my life? What does it mean? It's the book that I really wanted when I first started learning a little bit about Ayurveda. And so it just talks about all of that. And then the second half of the book is recipes, but it's divided up into seasons. It's only four seasons, but winter and some places there are more than four, but you just got to go, you got to go with the four. Um, but for each season at the beginning of the section is all about self-care. So it's all about tuning you in. Like what kinds of things are you likely to be experiencing based on the typical weather or climate that we experience in this season? Because again, as I said before, the, the seasons all have an impact. They might impact us differently or our ability to, you know, certain people can maybe handle cold a little bit better or some certain people can handle heat a little bit better, but regardless, we're all going to be dealing with it. So mm -hmm. it talks a little bit about that, what sort of things you're going to want to be incorporating into your daily routine, what sort of things you're going to want to be focusing on, and then what kind of food is going to really support you in maintaining balance through the season. Yeah, it's kind of an everything book about this concept that we're talking about, this idea of finding your natural rhythm um, relative to eating like yourself and living like you love yourself as well, I should say, eating like you love yourself and, and living like you love yourself. I love it so much. And I think having experienced something like the end of 2017, I think it was, yeah. I got shingles. Oh. Yeah. I just moved our family down from Brisbane to Melbourne yeah. and all the things. It had been such an intense time. Yeah. And, uh, and nothing could happen in my business. Yeah. And this is the thing that we've all got to own is that we can have the strategies, we can know the things, we yep. can make the plans, but if we aren't looking after ourselves as yep. a matter of priority, like really the priority, mm. then you don't have a business. Nope. Then you don't have, it's actually impossible. And I don't want to have a bigger wake-up call than shingles. That was Ooh. enough. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 
but it really did rock me and it really did make me think about how I run things, what I expect of myself, how I don't have an endless stream of energy, like mm. I maybe thought very naively that I did. <laughs> and that living on that high of busy, busy, busy and not stopping to tune in, it was not going to serve my business yeah. because it didn't serve me. Yeah. So if people want to grab this book, Eat mm-hmm. Like You Love Yourself, sorry, <laughs> getting the title wrong, um, <laughs> where do they go and grab it? Because I think I want some. In fact, I'm thinking I want it for my whole team. Oh, I think, I, you know, I'd like to know about them too. It's just made me yeah. think, you know, when we do have teams and people working with us, like even just understanding how they, you know, what their natural rhythm is and when they're going to be feeling good and productive and stuff. Absolutely. That is an incredibly powerful thing. Your family, your teens, yes. understanding like what can they give at any given at any yes. particular time? Who are they? Because the minute you can understand that and just kind of embrace it, all of a sudden you don't have to be frustrated when they're not firing, you know, on all four cylinders or whatever, on all 12 cylinders at the same times as you are. Mm. You can kind of live your life in a way that's a bit more peaceful because you can accept that they're doing the best they can at the moment. I know that. Oh my gosh. And even just, I'm just thinking of my son, we're going into winter and he's playing soccer. And last year he played AFL footy Uh and he's like my cold kid. Like he he likes being rugged. No, he likes being rugged up. He hates being cold. He doesn't want to play because he doesn't want to be out in the freezing cold cold in shorts and t-shirt and I was like you know we've got to get you know this is what happens you know I played netball on a hill and it was freaking cold or whatever but maybe I actually just need to honor that that's where his body's at and or maybe it's more about going okay if he does want to play soccer or you know like what foods can I be giving him what will warm him up what will exactly yeah so I think that's that's it yeah. Sorry, I'm like, oh, 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 I can tell you. I can tell you. Hand up, hand up over here. Yeah, make sure he's got, <laughs> I'm like, get in the class. Make sure he's got plenty of like spices that are like cinnamon and ginger and things like that to warm him from the inside out. Make sure that he's got like, if he can wear super long socks, if he's yep. willing to do that, yes. make sure his clothes are as suitable as possible. Oil. If he's a person who's, who stays kind of, who ends up kind of dry a little bit, tune into all of these things. Make sure that he's got oil on him a little bit. He might be like, mom, but honestly, the first day out and he's like feeling really nice on the pitch or whatever they call it, you know, he's running around and he's feeling warm and pretty good, better than he did before. He's going to be like, what is that you were doing? Because I need some more of it because I can feel more like myself and I can perform better as well when I'm not shivering over on the sidelines, you know, all of that stuff makes a big difference. And again, it just comes from tuning in. Yeah. Need this book. Yes. So where do so people go and get it? You can currently get it on my website is the best place to get it. And you can order hard copies and I'm about to release a digital copy. My website is www.blissbodyandsoul.com. There's links there. You can grab it there and you can order a hard copy as I mentioned, or a, a digital copy will be available very soon as well. So good. Blissbodyandsoul.com. Go yep. on there, go on there, get in it. Thank you for chatting to us today. I just, I think it's so important that we have these conversations and people find their rhythm, respect that there is one, you know, just in the first place and then do your best work when you're feeling your best, when 
it's not your best season, that you're doing things and making sure that it's not just wasted time, but you're doing things to support yourself in those times. So thank you so much, Shara. You do such good work and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for bringing this subject up. I think you've probably helping a lot of people who may have thought they were crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not crazy and you're not alone and all of us feel this. So Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it, Lisa, as always. Okay, speak to you soon. All right, cheers. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacorduff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you. LisaCordup.com for your free cheat sheet and I'll see you in the next episode.